0: Welcome to the I Will Be Your Church podcast virtual sanctuary. Be strengthened today with the truth of God's love so that you can say to your families, your friends, your co-workers, and your social media worlds, I will be your church. Your host for today's episode is Joanna Church. The last couple of episodes, we've talked about the importance of renewing our thinking to how God thinks about things, so that we can grow up spiritually and become transformed into mature children of God, adult citizens of His kingdom. Today, I want to take that one step further and really examine directly what the scriptures call our old nature or our old man or our old way of thinking. So that we can really identify what we need to take out of our lives, remove from our behavior and thinking, and what we need to do to put on or clothe ourselves or renew our minds to what really causes us to mature. Remember last week we shared the scripture from Second Corinthians chapter 10 verses three through five that talks about the following: Paul says, "Indeed, we live as humans on this earth." But we do not wage war according to human standards, for the weapons of our spiritual warfare are not merely human, but they have divine power to destroy mental and spiritual strongholds. We use God's mighty spiritual weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. We destroy those arguments and every proud obstacle that the world tries to raise up against the knowledge that we have of God. And we take every thought captive to obey the message of Christ. So as Ben said last week, obviously there wasn't warfare. There wouldn't be a need for weapons. But it's a spiritual warfare that we're fighting. And as Paul describes it here, if you look around this world, There are arguments and humanistic reasonings and demonic reasonings and strongholds that are being set up and promoted as being greater truths or newer truths or different truths than the truth of God and His words. Look around, turn on the news, look at social media, it's everywhere where there are arguments and strongholds trying to say this is the truth and God's word is false. And what we're talking about is we need to know what we know in God, so the knowledge that we have of God, and we are supposed to, as those other thoughts and pressures and strongholds from the world's way of thinking, so unbelievers' way of thinking, We're supposed to take those thoughts that that bombard us every single day, take them captive, and then reject them, and in their place, renew our minds to what God says is the truth. Because there can only be one truth. Truth is truth. There can be many facts in the world, but those facts don't always come out to be what the truth is. And so that's what we're talking about today, that... The world will throw facts at you. They'll throw statistics at you. They'll throw lots of things at you. But all of those are humanistic reasonings. And we are supposed to submit ourselves to the truth of God and His kingdom and His righteousness. So we are going to look at some passages of scripture today that really detail how the world acts, how the world thinks, how unbelievers behave. And then we are going to ask ourselves, as believers, if we are still looking at ourselves, others, and God in those unbelieving ways. And if we are, we're going to take those thoughts and behaviors captive. We are going to submit ourselves to what God says is the way that his kingdom citizens should live and move and believe. And we are going to find maturity. So let's take a look at 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5. Because I think you will see described in these passages a prophetic picture of our modern society that Paul was telling his protege Timothy would come to the world's culture about 2,000 years ago. So, this is what Paul says to Timothy Mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents ungrateful, scoffing at, and blaspheming God. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel, and they will hate what is good. They will betray their friends and family. They will be reckless. They will be puffed up with pride, and they will love pleasure rather than loving God. They will act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. Stay away from people like that. I feel like as I read that, I can just picture the last decade of our Western society, where selfies and self-love have become the driving factor of our culture. Whole industries have been created to support the lovers of self-movement. People have betrayed friends and family whom they disagree with politically. Disobedience to parents is now not just tolerated, but praised and actively encouraged in our school systems. Pride is preached as the epitome of our self-love. God is openly blasphemed and mocked on our social media feeds, our news channels, and even in some of our churches. Slander in the comment sections of social media is the new norm with no repercussions. The pursuit of pleasure has consumed our society all the while we are ungrateful for the privileges we have in the Western world that many around the world can only dream about as they pick through landfills to find scraps of food. And the truth is... We shouldn't even be surprised by this. It was prophesied about thousands of years ago. But if we want to grow up spiritually, Paul says to Timothy, stay away from people like that, which means we need to make sure that we aren't people like that, right? So let's hold up the mirror here and take a long look at ourselves and ask, is what I am doing right now a picture that Paul just painted? of terrible times, of ungodly times, of unbelieving times. And I'm going to do that with you. I'm doing it right now as I'm talking to you. I'm holding the mirror up to myself and saying, let's take a look. Are any of these things being found in my life? And if so, what are we going to do about it? So hold up that mirror right now to what the passage of scripture I just read and ask yourself what you see. Are you loving yourself more than you are loving your family, your friends, your coworkers, and even God? Are you more concerned about getting ahead than you are with helping others get ahead? Do you see pride in your life where you think you or the culture or your unbelieving friend knows better than God how we should think and live? Can you be cruel or hateful to the people around you? to the stranger on the street, to the person who inconveniences you? Do you find yourself thinking like the world thinks, where what God calls evil, you call good, and what God calls good, you are calling evil? Do you attack people in comment sections on social media or spread slanderous gossip in your school or workplace with no regard for what may actually be true? I don't know about any of you listening, but I have certainly caught myself doing some of these things and I need to know how to change that behavior because I want to please God and I want to protect my relationship with him and grow up and mature and I want to be an oasis and a a place of sanctuary within his kingdom where people can come and be in my presence and feel peace and not fear that I am going to hurt them or betray them or abuse them or slander them. Well, Paul goes on to tell Timothy in verses 14 through 16 of that chapter the following, but you must remain faithful to the things that you have been taught. For you know they are true, and you know you can trust those who taught you. You have been taught the holy scriptures from childhood, and they have given you the wisdom to receive the salvation, the deliverance, the wholeness of spirit, soul, and body that comes by trusting in Christ Jesus. For all scripture is inspired by God and is used to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us and disciplines us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses his wisdom and his word to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. Well, there we have the starting point. We need to remain faithful to the things that we have been taught. You need to use the scripture to teach you. If you haven't been taught for long, maybe you're new to this and you're like, well, wow, I didn't have the scriptures since my youth and and I'm just new to this. I'm only a few messages in and I know I believe in God and I'm following Jesus. Um, But a lot of the things you're talking about are new to me. Well, that's when you need to dig into the word of God, as we've talked about in the past. Listen to godly teachings. Find a group of believers who know how to talk about the Bible with wisdom and grace and patience. And Paul says that as you do that, you will realize those areas where you are believing wrong things, things that the world says is right, but that God says is wrong. And then you can take those thoughts captive capture them. Tell them to leave your mind and replace them with the truths of God and his way of being, his way of thinking, his way of doing, and that you are being taught. As you do this, Paul says that God will actually begin preparing and equipping you to do every good work, which is a picture of him preparing and equipping you to grow up and mature. So what does a person look like who is becoming transformed by their new relationship with God, learning from his spirit within us and his word to guide our steps? Well, let's see what Paul has to say about this new life that you now have and what it should begin to look like. And as we do that, it helps because it's painting that picture for you of what you're trying to get to in your relationship with God. It talks about the new man that you are becoming, the new woman that you are being transformed into. So this is from Ephesians 4, 17 through 31. With the Lord's authority, I say this, live no longer as the unbelievers do, for they are hopelessly confused. Their minds are full of darkness and they wander far from the life that God gives because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against him. They have no sense of shame. They live for lustful pleasure and eagerly practice every kind of impurity. But this is not what you have learned about Christ. Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off that old sinful nature and your former way of life. Run from it. Put it away from you. Be done with it. That former life that was corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on that new nature created to be like God. That new nature given by God that is truly righteous and truly holy, set apart from how the unbelievers behave. So stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbors the truth, for we are all parts of the same body. And don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry, for anger will give a foothold in your life to the devil. If you are a thief, quit stealing. Instead, use your hands for good, hard work, and then give generously to others in need. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, he has identified you as his own. He is guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of his redemption. So get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. And instead be kind to each other, tender hearted, forgiving one another, just as God, through Christ, has forgiven you. What a picture! Imagine if every follower of Jesus was committed to maturing spiritually to look like this person the Apostle Paul describes. He says, remember that when you were an unbeliever, you also were in confusion and darkness, but no longer. You are now a believer. You are a follower of God. The word says that you have been taken from that kingdom of darkness and transferred into the kingdom of his Son, the kingdom of light. So we are no longer to walk in darkness. We're no longer to walk in the dark things of this world, the dark paths, the self paths, the hateful paths, the slanderous paths. No, he says we have been given the new nature created to be like God. We're supposed to be set apart from how the unbelievers behave we are no longer unbelievers, we are believers. Now, the church has spent a lot of time trying to focus on getting unbelievers to behave like believers. That makes no sense. <laughs> They're unbelievers. They're not going to behave like believers. We, on the other hand, are believers. And we are supposed to look at this picture of what a new man created in the image of Jesus, of God himself, is supposed to look like. And we are supposed to correct our behavior. I'm not supposed to correct an unbeliever's behavior. I'm supposed to correct my behavior, correct my thinking, correct my understanding of truth to look and sound and think and talk like God. So ask yourself today, what would my life look like if I fully put on this new nature created to look like God? What would I look like If I walked like Jesus, well, I would be truthful. I wouldn't be controlled by anger or offense. I wouldn't steal. I would be hardworking and able to give generously to the people around me who are in need. My conversations wouldn't be filled with foul words or abusive words, but I would say gracious, loving, kind words that would encourage people and build them up rather than tear them down. I wouldn't live in bitterness or resentment. I would not remember how people have wronged me. I wouldn't slander people with gossip on social media or in my workplace or school. I wouldn't speak harshly to people I disagree with, politically, religiously, anyway. I would not speak harshly to them. I would be forgiving to those who wrong me, always remembering that I have been forgiven by God for the wrongs that I have committed against others and against him. I feel like if I could ever grow up to complete maturity and look and talk like and think like the person I just described, what Paul described, what a beautiful soul I would be. That would truly make me what Jesus described as the light of the world. It would draw people to the light that they see in me. There's so much darkness, and if we keep spreading darkness and we keep focusing on darkness and talking about the darkness, then people have nothing to be drawn to. But in the midst of darkness, it says we are to be the light. And it would make me, if I lived this way, as Jesus described, I would be the salt of the earth, where I would provide good flavor and preservation to people's lives as they interact with me. What if all of us who are believers and followers of Jesus looked like this, talked like this, believed like this? We would once again be adding citizens to the kingdom of God every day because there is a peace to be found in letting the old man, the old bitterness, the old offenses, the old rage, the old self-love go. To put it off, to reject it to be done with it, and instead to find God's righteousness and holiness. Are you ready to put off the heavy garments of the old man, of the old woman? The dirty cloaks of pride and hate and slander and harmful behaviors? Then use the spiritual weapons you have been given. Identify those areas that God has declared harmful and repent of them, which just means change the way you have thought about them as being okay and start doing the opposite. Change your behavior to match what God has said is right. Fill your mind with the good words and the true words of God that will teach you what is right in his kingdom. Listen to the leading of the Holy Spirit and let him speak to your heart when you are going about your day so that he can show you what his perfect will for your life is. There's a passage of scripture that says we are in this world, but we are not of this world any longer. And that's what I'm talking about. Every day we have to walk through the way the world thinks. We have to interact with the world's systems, the world's kingdoms the world's political agendas. But as we do that, we are actually representing the kingdom of God and His world, His thinking, His systems, His government. We are representing that as we walk through this world. And the Holy Spirit will teach you and guide you so that you can walk out your new nature in Him even as you are walking through This world. And as you do this and start taking these steps, as you no longer submit yourself to how the world says to think and behave, but rather you start submitting yourself to God's standards for living in His kingdom, then you will truly begin to grow and mature in your spirit man. Father, I just ask for every person listening today. That you would open their eyes and open their ears and open their hearts to the truth of your kingdom, to the truth of your righteousness, of your goodness, of your purpose for this world and for their lives. I ask that you would strengthen them and encourage them as they navigate the world's system and this culture that calls evil good and that calls good evil. Teach them what is right, teach them what is true, and help them to go be the church in their world. If you feel blessed by the I Will Be Your Church podcast, please subscribe so that you never miss a day. And then, share it with your friends. Check out our website, IWillBeYourChurch.com To learn more about us, check out Ben's blog Connect with us on social media and become a part of this church family movement.